1: Yes, indeed it is. Hey, welcome into Kansas Talk. It is a Saturday morning. What's up? Great to have you along for the ride today on another weekend, trying to get you up and moving for another weekend here on Kansas Talk, right here on Wichita's Big Talker, 1480 on the AM dial, now also on the FM 99.7 HD3, HD4, I'm sorry, if you have an HD radio. You can check us out on the FM, coming in clear as a bell there. You can also check us out on the 1480 on the AM dial. We will have a Facebook Live video up momentarily. That is, uh, my computer felt like not wanting to work this morning, so that's on a reboot. We'll get the Facebook Live up here momentarily. Lots to get to today. Holy cow, we have a lot to talk about. It's been a fun week during the state legislature. What's going on in Washington, D.C.? We'll try and cover as much of that as possible. A new poll coming out in Kansas as well. Yes, we are already looking at the presidential race of 2024. The new statewide poll showing... Ron DeSantis in the lead. Trump with a short second place right behind him. Also, Mike Pompeo right there as well with the popularity of Mike Pompeo and the state of Kansas. So we'll talk about all that, get your thoughts on it and more. We may get to some of that next week. Coming up on the program, our number two, we have Wes, the man himself from the Wichita Area Builders Association. They are doing their big open house. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're doing some. What is that again? That's home show. The home show. That's right. They got the big home show coming up in hour number two. Uh, also, if you remember, it's been a few years since we've had her on the program. She is back from Colorado, and yes, we are going to talk about the controversial topic here on the program of medical marijuana here on the state of Kansas. Robin Lace back with us for the wrapping up of the show from ten thirty to eleven. But obviously there's a lot of stuff going on in the city as well there's been some announcements of different candidates running for the city's elections as we get closer to i know we're talking the end of february right now but the election time's right around the corner we have candidates for city council candidates for mayor one of those guys right in studio with us here and it's been a while since we've had him on the program we
0: built this city
1: I always got to hold on to that sounder for you. It's Wichita City Councilmember Brian Fry and now candidate for mayor. Congratulations. Uh, thank you, Andy. It's always a pleasure to be on your show. Good to
2: see you. It has been a few weeks. It has so. been a
1: few weeks. It is. It's hard to cram all we can on a single program on a Saturday. And I know you've been busy all over the place. Uh, we have a lot to talk about, obviously, with your announcement. We had the state of the city address from the mayor that we'll get to here in just a little bit as well. But first off, congratulations on the announcement for mayor. That's big.
2: Yeah, thank you. Thank you. You know, Wichita is my home. Um, I've lived here all my life. Life and so I figured it was uh, time to step up and serve in the next capacity. Um, this is this home has uh, treated me and my family very well. Uh, this is where I met my wife, and we've raised two great kids here. And I've I've done a lot of uh, service projects and volunteered a lot of my time. Sure. Um, and of course, being the last eight years, this is my eighth and final year as a council member. And I just felt this calling that it was uh, the next step for me to continue to serve Wichita. And I tell you these things not because I want you to know who I am, but I want you to know why I am. Sure. And to me, it's always been about how we how we lift each other up and support this city and and position us to be the next great American city.
1: We are definitely on the precipice, I think, of growing substantially. We've worked on and we can talk this kind of bled into a little bit to the state of the, the city address that was made earlier this week of some of the new industries coming to the area of we still i love this city because it is it's i mean radio market we're in a top 100 radio market right around that 100 mark so you know relatively small still across the nation but at the same time it's a growing bigger city that still has a small town feel to it and there are very few out there that have that feeling of i know so and so who does this who does that like i know the town but yet it's still a decently sized city yeah i always joke that i believe this
2: is a one degree of separation city. There's only one person away from you and I knowing that person. Right. It it has that feel. Uh, It's the greatest big small town or the largest little city, (laughs) whatever you want to call it. Um, I think it is one of those true hometowns that you still feel like it. Yeah. And you can, I lived in Dallas for a little while and you're just another piece of a puzzle. And so I boomeranged home because I wanted to feel part of something. And I think when you live and work and play in Wichita, you can be part of something. Sure. You don't have to be an executive at a top 500 company, you know, you can, you can give back and volunteer and serve, um, on boards, on nonprofits, fundraisers, and at the city government. It's, sure. it's that close knit of a town.
1: It really is. And now that we're seeing new industry coming in, I mean, obviously the aviation industry is still booming here, which yeah. now that, uh, you know, Boeing's coming back, a lot of these after COVID-19, they're coming back. So th- things are looking good in the city right now because not only that, but then we hear about these tech industries. The We heard just recently about the uh, cybersecurity yeah. and about the uh, computer chips. And, I mean, we got some cool stuff going on here.
2: Absolutely. You know, Wichita was really poised at the beginning of January 2020. We were taking off. Uh, if you remember the economy here was booming uh, spirit was getting ramped up to produce 57 fuselages a month. Um, Textron was hiring. This economy was booming. Um, and then we had the tragedy of the max um, 747, grounding. Yeah. yeah. The, 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 the grounding of it. And that put a stop to that um, for a little bit. Sure. And then COVID. And so over the last, you know, three, four years, We've had shutdowns, small businesses suffered, local restaurants. One out of six, I believe, uh, was closing. Um, <clears throat> it was a struggle, and we yeah. had obstacles. And then we have had a level of conflict in this community that I've never seen in my lifetime between civil unrest, mm-hmm. um, partisanship, um, personalities pitting one against the other. Sure. And instead of us all rowing in the right direction, together, and I don't mean that politically, I'm just saying together, moving forward and being a leading city, we've let things fracture us and splinter us. And, and that's not the way we need to grow. Right. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> we need to get back to that grit and determination that this city has been known for since its founding back in 1870. We've always had these 50 year cycles where we we do great things and we get built up and then we kind of lull <laughs> or something happens. Right. Right. A depression, a, a um, whatever, <clears throat> and then we find that next great thing, and we build on that, and we do great for the next 50. Well, we're about that 50-year cycle right now, and you mentioned it. We're hitting things with smart manufacturing, uh, incredibly high-tech technology, cybersecurity. Healthcare is a growing business in this community. Mm-hmm. Education. We're doing some amazing things, and so I think we're on the precipice of that next giant wave, but it's going to take all of us working together. And there's some critical issues that we need to address to continue to be that next great American city.
1: Yeah. The next question is, like you said, is we get to close to that precipice, what's going to happen to screw it up? What's, <laughs> when, what's going to be that block right well, there? Let's hope that doesn't happen <laughs> again, right? Let's hope but that it, doesn't happen again. Yeah. The
2: way you do that, though, is you position yourself to be ready for that, sure. right? You don't become so reliant on one industry or, or one business. You have to continue to branch out. Part of the safety and security of a community is more than just police and fire protection. It's knowing that there's a good economy and that there's job diversity, not only for you, but also for your your loved ones, your children, so that if something were to happen, there's going to be something available for them to uh, seek employment. Right? Sure. That's part of that safety and security of a community, having a diverse economy so that
1: when there are those storms we can get through them yeah exactly Uh, it is nice the city is continuously expanding as well just growing in size just outward a little bit as we see some of the suburbs and areas uh, kind (laughs) of moving outward we hear about uh, we just read the news stories a couple days ago regarding the real estate market where we're working on new projects but we are seeing a bit of a housing shortage but uh, like you said the the growing is happening and we need to make sure we're in the right position to see it grow healthily instead of us uh, kind of uh, building the structure without the foundation underneath.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the two fastest growing cities in the state are Goddard and Mays, mm-hmm. right here in the Wichita area. Yeah. And one of the reasons for that is because the school systems. Um, we are blessed with amazing school systems, not only here the city of Wichita, but when you look at surrounding, from Andover to Mays to Goddard, Mulvane, et cetera, Derby, all of our surrounding school districts are really performing well too. So <clears throat> that adds to that attraction of wanting to build out in the suburbs. And it's a great quality of living, sure. low cost living. Uh, in my district alone, in the last few months, we've approved uh, developments that's about 2,000 units. Uh, and a lot, it's a mix. It's mm-hmm. uh, duplex living. It's apartments. It's uh, single family residential, high end stuff. It's all over. And where there is a shortage. We definitely need more affordable housing across the city. Um, that makes it attractive for people that want to start their family here. right? Sure. And so affordable housing continues to be an issue and and you know we've got things that we're working on to address it ex- specifically in the central part of the city
3: Cool
1: I love it what about uh, the food deserts that we've seen in parts and I know that's been a conversation for uh, for a while I don't remember hearing that in the state of the city address regarding some of the food deserts but I know that's still a problem in many parts of town right now
2: yes and <clears throat> we've dedicated some of our ARpa dollars the the money that we got from covid cares act to help address some of that specifically in the core where those food deserts are most uh, prominent. Mm-hmm. And so we're looking at assisting some uh, brick and mortar to allow them to get uh, refrigeration equipment to, to uh, handle uh, fresh fruit and vegetables and meats and so forth and, and retail places that don't have that right now. So um, you're going to continue to see that roll out where we've got um, RFPs out right now to, for those uh, companies to apply and get assistance. So we're working that through. Um, thanks to our council member Tuttle who really spearheaded that and really that's her bread and butter. No pun intended. <laughs> but, but yeah, well done. But well done. She's really skilled at that. And I've had to learn a lot from her on that. But it's, uh, you know, it's one of those things that really helps for affordable housing, especially in that core for people that want to live downtown. They need to have
1: access to healthy foods too. Right. And so having um, some support for that is critical. It really is. Uh, we got a lot of stuff we're going to talk about. Let's take a break here real quick. When we come back, we'll talk about uh, kind of a recap from the State of the City address that we saw from earlier this week with the mayor. We'll talk about some of the other issues going into summertime now that we are past COVID, I think for the most part, knock on wood, hopefully. So uh, we'll get to that and then some of the updates going on with the city as well. If you have any questions, not only for the city council, but also as candidate for mayor now as well with Brian Fry, you can give us a call 316-721-8255, 316 721 Boy, do we get a lot to talk about today! It's going to be a fun one. It's a Saturday morning. It's to talk right here on Wichita's Big Talker KQAM. Stay here. 20 minutes past the 9 a.m. hour here on Wichita's Big Talker, KQAM. What's up? Happy Saturday morning. Moving through already. we got a lot to talk about. We are going to start getting some candidates on the program as we get really past the legislative session, get into summertime. We'll start talking to some of the city council candidates because there are some big ones already. As as we mentioned, Becky Tuttle, she's running right now. So far unopposed, but we'll still have her on the program. She's been on the bucket list to have on the program anyways just because being a councilwoman is already and we haven't had her on yet, so we have to get her on in chat. Looking forward to that one. We have Dalton Glasscock that's already announced, also being unopposed for the time being. Still plenty of time for candidates to jump in that race, and I'm sure they will. The big one, really, is your open seat, <laughs> is District yeah. 5, where there's a lot of people jumping in. Uh, Gary Bond, um, good friend. We'll get him on the show here soon. He officially announced earlier this week. We have a couple others that are... Uh, I don't know if they've officially announced yet, but they are considering as well. So, uh, some big races coming up soon. Uh, it doesn't sound like it's going to be an off-season election. No, it's and it's wild to think that it's already been eight years, <laughs> and it's eight
2: plus. If you remember, the legislature extended the, the season by about ten months when they moved the election cycle. Yeah, because the election cycle used to be uh, November for city council or April for city council races sure and then they moved it to be in line with uh the other campaign season so now it's november so we all got about a eight month uh, add-on to our term but all yeah right. it's, it's crazy that it's uh getting close to there's 162 days till the primary not that i'm counting not
1: not counting at all no <laughs> not at all not but at
2: all. yeah um you know it's good to see good candidates come out um You know, we have three important districts. You mentioned two, which is uh, northeast. Mm -hmm. Uh, Four is southwest, and that is Jeff Blueball, who's termed out. Sure. And then uh, my district, which is five, which is northwest. uh, Again, me being termed out. So uh, getting good candidates to run for those seats is critical, as well as the mayor's race.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Let's talk about the state of the city address that happened earlier this week. We've briefly touched on it, but overall... Uh, like you mentioned, I mean, there's some positive things going on right now. Absolutely. There's there's some good stuff. We need to continue the good stuff that's going on in the city. But just overall, your thoughts on how Mayor Brandon Whipple right now performed and, and uh, gave his speech. <clears throat> you know, he said a lot of the right things, you know, and focused on a lot
2: of the successes and the wins that as a city, we should all celebrate. There's some really positive things happening in our community right now. Um, as a council, we approved... Uh, Our latest contract uh, with the fire union, and we were able to secure 40 more uh, positions through a national grant. So uh, you can rest assured that we're working hard to keep your property and and your home safe with good fire protection. And and that was a sign of a a good negotiation between staff and council and and the union. So that was a good highlight. Um, And again, we talk about things that are happening in the economy um, one thing they didn't mention during his state of the city was the announcement of Integra, mm. um, which is the com- computer chip manufacturer that's going to build a, a a one million square facility, one million square foot facility. Yeah, it's going to be built in Bel Air, not Wichita, but that's okay. Bel Air is basically a bedroom of Wichita, exactly. And they're talking about th- up to three thousand jobs. Now, a lot still has to happen with Integra. They have to get the federal approval, sure, um, by the Chips Act but this is an amazing manufacturing facility that's not aviation. Do right. they supply to aviation? Yes, but they also supply to cell phone companies and Computers, automobiles, yeah. right? So, and it's a homegrown company. It's a 40-year-old company based here in Wichita and nobody knew who they were. Yeah. I think that was an important announcement to make even though it wasn't a, a technically a city of Wichita win, it lifts up the entire region. Yeah. Um from and over to Mulvane to Hutchinson, people are going to be working in the area, working at Integra. Sure. And I think that's a, an important highlight um, because it is diversifying our economy and continuing to think about that supply chain. The people that are going to be working with Integra. Right. That are maybe not based here. They're going to have to move here and be part of that. Um, it's just like the uh, Panasonic battery plant being built up in DeSoto. Right. There's going to be suppliers for them. That might be based in Wichita. So again, these different type of industries moving into the state helps lift up this region, and I think that was an important thing that should have been mentioned, sure. and he did not. But that's okay. We we see things differently in in market and and uh, business growth and so forth.
1: Sure. Yeah. So it wasn't unexpected. Yeah. I almost wanted to show up to the state of the city address with a rented garbage <laughs> trunk in the back and outside, just you know, ready. But uh, you know. Uh, I,
2: well. uh, Again, that's why people, why I am
1: and not who I am. (laughs) There we go. I love it. Uh, I did see a study as well coming out this week that Wichita is actually one of the best cities in the entire nation for stay-at-home work to actually re- do remote work because of cost of living, yep. because of the reliability of some of the uh, to the internet mm-hmm. and uh, services that we have here, that we're actually one of the best in the nation to be able to do remote work. And people are coming all over the place to want to just work from home and hang out here in the city of Wichita. And I think that's also why you're seeing a growth in cybersecurity. Um, yeah.
2: Because of the backbone of the infrastructure that we have with the fiber and, and internet connectivity, the cost of living, the talent pool we have here, um, when you think about McConnell Air Force Base and their intelligence wing that they have out there, mm-hmm. you have some really super smart men and women out there doing that. And when they're done with their their service, they're looking at Wichita going, why why shouldn't I stay here? Right. It's great community. It's uh, low cost of living. And if I can do what I was doing for the military in the private sector. And so that's why you're seeing companies like Nova Coast and Nomatics, um, other companies setting up shop here. Uh, in that cybersecurity realm. And look, it's necessary. Yeah. Um, we're seeing it all over the place. The demand for, you know, we're all slaves to our phone and our computers, and you want to have that security. Sure. So, no,
1: it's great. It is great. Uh, the local small businesses that are here already, and along with some of the venues, some of the nights, uh, bar club, bar, bars and nightclubs, and all these guys. Are they on on their feet again after COVID-19? I'm seeing some of my metal concerts coming back into <laughs> town. Right. So I'm excited because it's going to be a great spring and summertime. But uh, are these guys slowly getting back on track yes. here? Yeah, I think you're seeing a lot of that. People are ready uh, to get back out, obviously. I
2: think we're seeing that over the last few months. Uh, people are getting... Uh, and again, once the weather, what was it, 80 something this week? Yeah. We're pretty close to it. Kind of nice. People are ready to get out and enjoy. Um, there's a couple of St. Patrick's events. The parade is back in is Delano. Back. Yes. And there's a couple of other events. Uh, wagon Masters are doing a party at NASCAR Park uh, on that same day. So <laughs> there's a lot of. Uh, reasons to celebrate and people
1: are anxious to do it so yeah that is very true i am glad that we were able to save the st patrick's day parade i know it was huge every year huge and uh you know the reason that we stopped because of covid they didn't want to keep it back up and now that it's owned by somebody else and trying to keep this tradition going we have st patrick's day we have the big Uh, obviously Riverfest coming up uh, this spring and early summer as well. So things are almost back, and like you said, people just want to get out and about. I've been getting a little stir-crazy. I'm a homebody, (laughs) and I'm getting stir-crazy. Yeah, well, uh, there's usually about every night I can get out and do
2: something. Yeah. either as my job or just enjoy the what's happening in Wichita. That's great to have this many options.
1: Yeah, that is very true. I, I'm excited to see you at the August Burns Red concert. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't, I know who that it, is. Hey,
1: I, I can see you there. I can see you jumping
2: in the mosh pit. My, It'll be all right. My daughter, bought, my daughter bought her and I tickets for Judah and the Lion. Now, I know that's not a metal band. Okay, um, I know
1: who they are. Yeah.
2: I know the name at least. So that was the very first concert I took her to when she was 16. She turns 21. March sure and for Christmas she bought us tickets to go see them again and I was like that's pretty cool That's pretty cool, you know, so yeah, I'm a concert live music junkie myself so yeah i
1: it, it, there's something about i will not see you in the mosh pit i, I do not get down. it's all like right that. I'll, I'll do a live stream <laughs> you can live with me vicariously there we go uh we got to take a break here bottom of the hour when we come back we'll talk about some other updates going on in the city i know we have gotten some updates regarding the water treatment plant you guys have been working on so we'll talk about that along with the economy and we were talking briefly off the air a little bit ago as well about the COVID-19 funding that's come into the area what we're being what we're using that for and is it being used in the appropriate ways without expanding the size of government at the city level so we have a lot to talk about obviously we'll do that when we come back here right around the corner open lines to you at 316-721-8255 316-721-TALK if you want to jump in we'd love to hear from you today on a Saturday morning we have the big Wichita Area Builders Association Wes will be in here top of hour number two also a legislative update the marijuana discussion yes we're gonna go there again we'll have some guests coming in at 10 30 robin lace if you remember she's been on the program many times before back in the day and it's going to be good to get her back on again all that and more coming up right around the corner on Candace talk right here on the big talker kqam
0: kansas talk with andy hoosier on the big talker kqam
1: darn right it is hey welcome into it happy saturday thanks for hanging out with us today as always wichita's number one in conservative talk radio dominating baby it's what we do here on the show and we always love you to death thanks for hanging out always welcome to call it 316-721-8255 316-721-talk our facebook live is officially up and going took a little bit of time but hey Computers, man. It didn't want to work on a Saturday morning either. I get it. Had to get it up and going again, so it is back and going. You can go to Facebook.com for forward, uh, forward slash fourteen eighty KQAM. Watch our live feed there. Leave comments if you want to ask any questions. Right now we're hanging out. We oh we gotta play it again. Wait, why not? <laughs> Why not? Why not? Ryan Fry, city council member and now officially candidate for mayor as well. We were talking a little bit uh, over the breaks about the COVID-19 money that came in, which obviously the federal government had so much they didn't know what to do with it. So they're like, hey, state, here's a buttload of money. Hey, you know, school board, here's a buttload of money. Hey, county, hey, city. The city uh, got, what, near $100 Yeah right about 100 million. Uh well, this last go around we had about 72 million. 72, okay. Yeah. So it was close there. And the big concern, and we've talked about this before, is you know, putting that money in appropriate places to where it's not going to expand the size of government to where when that money runs out we're like, "Oh no, now we need to fund this new project. Right. Let's raise taxes." Um so where are we and what did we end up spending that
2: money on? So we did a couple of different things. Um, There were some assistance for social services because they were just decimated during COVID. There's so much strain that was put on them because the need for services. We did allocate some for those departments to continue to help people out during that issue uh, from housing assistance, et cetera. Um, But of course we can't bank on that because that's one time money that will go away. And so uh, we have to continue to manage those expectations going forward that those and we did some grants for some entrepreneurial and small business, um, uh, workforce training to help people get back up on their feet and so forth. So that was really, um, unusual sure. again, but it was a way to help people get back on their feet and, and get jobs or get assistance. Um, the bulk of the money is being spent on infrastructure issues. Mm. Um, well, first off was to restore services, but then, um, <clears throat> facilities, Sure. um, First and foremost, police and fire protection. Well, one of the qualifiers is you can use it for that. And so we're going to build uh, really one One is under construction right now, and it's the East Patrol um, at the old Southeast High School location over by Lincoln and Edgemoor. And then we'll build a second police substation out west Wichita and then uh, three fire stations. So okay. this is all COVID dollars that we don't have to use our existing capital budget. We can continue to use our capital budget for quality of life things from, uh, parks, uh, recreation, um, public infrastructure, et cetera. Sure. <clears throat> so we're not having to use that for that one time, uh, police and fire, and then we can continue and expand in other police and fire issues and hopefully increase services and protection with the existing capital dollars. And so we're not robbing Peter to pay Paul. Sure. Um, <clears throat> and so that's, that's a big one. We, we still have, you know, we've done some amazing things. We, the sounder the walk-up music we built this city Mm -hmm. when you think back the last seven years the things that we have done infrastructure-wise from eisenhower airport to um east kellogg being finished um the north junction at i-235 in kellogg uh, the the water treatment plant uh, the aquatics master plan we've done some amazing things a lot of expansive projects right and some some great projects. Aren't we looking at it now expanding K ninety six? So K ninety six is currently a project that's uh, done by KDOT, the Kansas Ten- Department of Transportation, to make it um, three lanes in each direction from uh, the canal route to Greenwich, I believe. Sure. So, <clears throat> but again, we we still have the the water treatment plant is under construction. We're past the halfway mark, getting there, um, and we're still on time and under budget. It's supposed to. Uh, open in late 2024, uh, be completely online by early 2025, and uh, that's fantastic. If you drive over by the zoo, every building uh, that needed to go vertical is either finished or under construction. Mm-hmm. So everything is out of the ground now. Sure. Now it's just finishing it out. Um, so that's fantastic. We've got the, the, the uh, water sewer treatment plant, the down south, if you... We've all experienced that, right? You're driving along the road and you're like, where am I? Oh, I'm near the sewer plant. That's right. right. Yeah. That's going to be eliminated. Interesting. And okay. so that project is currently being designed and it should be finished by 2027. So you will not have that experience anymore in the future. <laughs> so I mean that's a big one. That's I mean, a big you, one. when you yeah. think about people coming to Wichita from Oklahoma and they're driving up and that's their first experience. Right. That's awful. Right. That is not an inviting city. And so getting that taken care of finally. um, So we've got some great things underway. Um, Again, we're continuing to look at other areas that we need to improve. We still have the issue with Century 2 and the Convention Center. This council committed $18 million to preserve and maintain the deferred issues at the blue building. So we're going to fix the roof. We're going to fix the HVAC. We're going to fix the elevators, right? So we're going to modernize it to the point that the facility can continue to be used sure, because it's our only facility for, for for performing arts. Right. But the convention center, we need to address that because we're losing about $40 million a year in revenue by not having a convention center that Mm -hmm. meets today's demands. Now that revenue, that revenue comes in the way of hotels, restaurants, bars, art galleries, retail shops. Yeah. That's mom and pop businesses right right that need that business to stay afloat and so we have to address the convention center that's not the round blue building right that one's getting protected we've saved that we're going to continue to maintain that that's
1: just the growth with everything else around it but that convention center we need to do something. Yeah, that is very true. You you mentioned the building of some new fire stations and the expansion of that way for for public services. Uh, that leads into the next question regarding the staffing. I know that yes. we've heard a lot of the conversation about staffing, both at the county level for county sheriffs and uh, the uh, the county jail, and then at the city level as well for police officers, for firefighters. Uh, now that we're expanding and building more, does that increase the demand for the need for additional staffing? Well, we've known we've needed additional
2: staffing for fire for a while. Um The goal has been working with the union was to get four firefighters on every truck. And we qualified for a grant from federal to get 40 additional firefighters. That allows us to put four firefighters on every truck now. And that's a safety that helps with when they're on the scene, being able to be more efficient and they're for their protection as well. That is critical. Um, We also, with the new contract, we were able to increase their pay. And so we had 400 applicants for the 40 positions Mm. available, which is tremendous. Yeah. Now we need that same thing to happen on the police side (laughs) because we are woefully short on law enforcement officers. We have about 500 commissioned officers. We are 70 open positions right now. Sure. So that means slower response times, right? And so that makes it more difficult um, for our officers to respond to calls, especially in emergency situations because they're all just covering each other. And our recruit class right now has 13 in it. So 70 open positions, 13 possibly available. If all 13 make it through the academy sure. and decide that's what they want to do for a living. So police recruitment is a number one priority. Um, last year we increased the pay of, of starting police officers with a new contract. Mm-hmm. Is that enough going to be the reason that the, what people want to be a police officer? Probably not. We've got to do a better job of... Making the job desirable and understanding that it's, you know, more than just a guardian. You're helping fight crime. Right. And uh, how do we get young people? How do we get people that are looking for a different career to choose law enforcement? So recruitment's a number one issue. We can address pay. We can address facilities. But there has to be a fundamental chain in how people view police and how they Um, embrace them.
1: Yeah it seems like we are uh, there's a lot of excitement going on within the law enforcement agencies right now and the Wichita Police Department now that we have a new police chief with Joe Sullivan (laughs) which we need to get him on the program. He's been on the list to actually come and chat. I want to welcome him properly to the airwaves here but how is he doing? I know that he's uh, he's excited he's got a lot of ideas. So to mix metaphors
2: right now he's drinking from the fire hose. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Wichita. Yeah Yeah, there's a lot to take in and even though he came from uh, a police force of about 5,000 in Philadelphia and a much larger police budget, it's still getting to know the people here sure. and the challenges that our community faces and how we're different from a very urban city like Philadelphia. Yeah. Um, and again, just directionally, I know he's got GPS, but even then it's still, you know, you got to find your way out. around. He, he spoke at my district advisory breakfast last month and we had about 50 people there. And he ran just a little bit late getting there, but it's because mm-hmm. he wasn't used to Wichita yet. Right. And so he's going out and he's meeting people and attending meetings and really uh, trying to get a, a quick uh, education about who Wichita is. But he's got a great
1: attitude. Um, he's got uh, new ideas. I saw him ideas. on the side of the street with the, with the Kansas City Chiefs sign. So <laughs> there is that.
2: Well, that's something he has to overcome quickly. <laughs> it was so funny at my breakfast, a quick story. It was uh, during the playoffs, sure. and I wore a Chiefs uh, pullover, and and he said during the, he goes, you know, I'm really looking forward to a Chiefs Eagles Super Bowl, and I said, man, I hope that happens. When the Chiefs won, I had to send him a picture, and he's like, I expected that. I
1: expected it. That's right. That's right. He's got to start warming up to that. To, but no, to the he, Chiefs. He's
2: got a great attitude and, again, a real desire to to make some good changes and yeah. uh, relationships. That's yeah. what it's key.
1: It, it is key, and it seems like he's fired up. He's excited to do a lot of stuff. He's got a lot of great ideas. Coming from a very urban, very large city like Philadelphia, yeah. that he can come here and implement some of those in preparation, as we talked about before, the expansion of the city right. as it becomes to be bigger. That he can be in line with the law enforcement side of it to be prepared for when that growth happens.
2: Right. And again, in being in Philadelphia, he had access to a lot of resources, new technology that he can bring here, whether it's training programs um, to technology. He's right. seen different
1: things that maybe just hasn't come down to Wichita level yet. Exactly. So, I love it. we got a few minutes left here. What else is going on with the city? You guys, uh, I mean, obviously we're going into summertime now. As we mentioned, things are starting to pick back up. But what else is on your mind right now? So what you guys I think
2: on? one thing that's very exciting, and I'll give a quick plug, uh, opening day is right around the corner. That's right. So Riverfront Stadium, We've uh, Jay Miller's returning to Wichita that's to exciting. run the program. And he's got a lot of, with the new ownership group there, they've got access to resources and events and programming. I think you're going to see a lot of excitement at the ballpark this year yeah. um, with just new events. And, uh, and you know, it's baseball. Yeah. yeah, I love baseball. So I'm excited about that. We have an important workshop on Tuesday uh, talking about uh, maybe some next steps with the convention center okay, and where we might want to go with that and getting that conversation going again. And you're get, the biggest story is the biomedical. Uh, this is the partnership with WSU and KU. To co locate all of their uh, education facilities in the medicine world downtown. Sure. So, seeing all these campuses instead of split out, bringing 3,000 students and faculty into the core wow. Think what that does to your downtown and how that generates so much more activity from housing to retail to nightlife. Yep. It could be really amazing. So, that's something we're really looking
1: forward to. I know you guys as a city have a little bit to do with this, but I really love the partnerships that we're starting to see between the high schools in the area with young kids and the trade schools and yes. the workforce, trying to integrate them to transition into the trade schools and Wichita Technical right. Institute uh, into the workforce here. I love, I can't wait to go and check out the new uh, WSU restaurant that's downtown it's as Niche, well. That's right. And, and I want to uh, go see that. It's the Culinary and
2: Hospitality Education Center. Yep. And it's amazing. It's the old Henry's building. They have classes there now. Students are actually training. I'm on the board. And they hosted us uh, for our last meeting there. And some of the students prepared some some food and I was like oh my god mm. amazing
1: see I want to go and be a culinary student just to act like Gordon Ramsey and yell at people <laughs> no. can I,
2: can I uh, do that uh, I'd be afraid I would just eat all the time
1: <laughs> just I'd be too busy eating
2: to not have time to yell so. that's right
1: well there is that There is that. <laughs> I, I can't wait to go down there and check it out and to see these students and actually it's see amazing. them at work that is really cool that's the integration we need to maintain I know that uh, the average age of Kansans across the entire state is aging badly yeah. we need to retain the young generation that's how we're going to do it and I think uh, Wichita is going to be the place to do it. And creating opportunities like you said in tech and education is where it's at. It's where it's at. We got a lot to, we got a bright future ahead of us as if we go down the right road here. It's Brian Fry, Wichita City Council member Brian. Always good to talk to you my friend. Thank you. Always a pleasure. Been way too long. We'll do it again here soon. Yes. Obviously now you're uh, starting to transition into the campaign season <laughs> as uh, when do you really kick off? I mean, you obviously already kicked off yeah. the campaign, but you're yep. going to start getting more active oh, as it goes along here. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's 100 I mentioned earlier 162 days. So, way, every day you gotta use. I'm counting it down. There it is. Brian, good to talk to you, my friend. Thank you. We'll do it again soon. All right, we'll take a break here. We'll get our update from the AARP West Sweatshot uh, Area Builders Association, kicking off hour number two, right around the corner here, plus your phone calls, and we'll get into some legislative updates. It was a big week in the legislature. We'll do some of that here in a bit as well. It is Candace Talk on KQAM. We're talking again with the AARP, whether it's the Fraud Watch Network, Retirement Calculator, getting involved in the community. Make sure to check them out online, aarp.org, slash KS for the state of Kansas. Also find them and follow them on their social media. Back online with us this week is Glenda. Glenda, how are you today?
3: I'm doing well today, Andy, and how are you?
1: We are doing great. Always good, to chat with you we talk a lot about the fraud watch network but there are ways and as you talk about ways to not only be aware of certain scams both in person and online but there's also ways that we can protect ourselves and put that extra level of security including the cybersecurity that you have at home if you're on your computer if you're on your laptop if you're on your uh, tablet and you're doing the World Wide web searching that you have at home what are some ways and tips that we can protect ourselves when we're searching online at home
3: Absolutely. Well, all those things that you talked about, uh, Andy, are certainly vulnerable. Um, we know that uh, most US, you know, the, most of us in the in the U.S. shop online um, these days. We work from home. We do finances, and we do all of our a lot of our entertainment. We get that from the, from the web. But in a, what we need to be aware of, as you mentioned, criminals have many opportunities in that in those arenas to steal money or sensitive personal information from us off the web. So when you factor into all the devices that we have in our home that's linked to the internet that you mentioned, our smartphones, uh, that's what makes those opportunities grow. So in order to keep our home safe, uh, number one, one of the things that you really can do is to keep, um, there's three things to just remember. Number one, if you keep your operating systems, your web browsers, and your security software all on your uh, connected devices. If you keep them updated, you know when we get those updates, if we go ahead and uh, update them, some of them have automatic updates, um, and we should always let those occur. Number two, if your internet router has the same name and password it came with, change them right away. Change both of them. Um, then number three, the third way is to engage your firewall. That's your operating system or your antivirus software that should come with a firewall that guards your system from uninvited sources. So what we need to do is make sure those are turned on and that they always receive those automatic updates also. And be sure it's the software of or the, the one that you have for your specific uh, computer and not some that might be just advertised to say you know go ahead and, and update with those so those are three things that you really can do to be sure that your home is cyber secure
1: safe sure some great tips especially like you said with some of the windows updates as they continuously try and put up their firewalls just with windows or whatever program that you use it, it, as much as right. a burden or an annoyance as it may be to constantly have to reboot and update your computer it's really important
3: yeah it is and that always happens just when we're uh, in the middle of something very important right
1: yeah. Oh, absolutely. And at the same time, I mean, with your personal information, we've heard countless stories of individuals having their personal information either taken or their computer held hostage until you pay the Bitcoin exactly. uh, sort of thing. So it's a very scary world.
3: It's a very scary world, a very scary world. But those three things should help us to really be more um, uh, aware. And that's definitely changing those passwords and being sure that we're getting those updates will, will, will certainly help us to be um fighters and spotting the scam and stopping
1: the scam absolutely are the majority of scams that we're seeing nowadays being focused solely on like phones and and the email and online as opposed to in person now that we're really in a contactless society now contactless
3: you're absolutely right yes they are yes
1: mm. they are very good i love it what else is going on with the aarp you guys always have your uh different virtual webinars going on you have different entertainment bits as well what else are you guys working on
3: Right, well, coming up in, in um, well, we have started our concerts again, so they will be happening on the second and uh, fourth Fridays. Of the month, So we can watch out for those by going to our um, website and our Facebook page. And then we also will have our Fraud Watch Friday. Uh, we'll have a chance to talk about that a little bit later. But there's uh, lots of great opportunities for things that are going on. We're also down, but we also do have a uh, Movies for Grown Ups going on in Wichita. Uh, and that will uh, happen on Thursday. But we have a lot of good things that are going on online that people can go in and join. Uh, and just have fun and, and um, be entertained with AARP and
1: AARP Kansas. That's right. Always great information. Always great entertainment. Things to do, things to keep you safe, and things to entertain you as well. See aarp.org ks for the state of Kansas. Also find them and follow them on their social media as well. Glenda, we appreciate it very much. Let's chat again here soon.
3: All right. Thank you so much, Andy. You
1: have a great day. There it is. All right. That's our update from the AARP. Right around the corner, hour number two. Boy, it goes by fast. Thanks again to Brian Fry coming on the program. We'll get him on again, along with some of the big candidates into the city council races, mayor's races. It's going to be a big year here in the city of Wichita. When we come back, hour number two, right around the corner, Wichita Area Builders Association. They have their home show coming up here in the next week. Excited for that one and we'll get some legislative updates what's going on in topeka it was a big week in the legislature and your phone calls as well of course got a lot to get to it's kansas talk right here on wichita's big talker kqam stay here
0: unfiltered broadcasting live from west wichita in the kqam studios It's time for your weekend kickstart with Wichita's number one conservative talk radio host. This is Kansas Talk with Andy Hoosier.
1: Darn right it is. Welcome in. It is Kansas Talk right here on Wichita's Big Talker. 1480 on the AM dial. Also now back on the FM on 99.7 HD3. Four. HD4. I could never get that one. Remember, HD4, you can find us on there, 99.7 HD4, also on the 1480 on the AM dial. We do have our Facebook Live feed back up and going after our computer wanting to sleep in a little bit for a Saturday morning, so lots to get to. Holy cow, we're flying right on by. It's hour number two. Welcome in, 316-721-8255, 316-721-TALK. If you want to join into the program, we'd love to hear from you today. Thanks again to Brian Fry, city council member in the last hour, also now officially candidate for mayor. In the city of Wichita. We'll start getting more of those candidates on as we go through. We have a lot of legislative updates we'll get to here in just a little bit as well. Big, big week in the legislature. We had some women in sports bills. We had the attorney general moving and shaking. We had some tax discussions. We'll get to some of those coming up in just a little bit as well. But I want to shift gears a little bit as. Some things going on in the city, which I love it. We're back after COVID-19. Things are starting to open up again, almost back to normal. And we can actually get out and about and start seeing some really, really cool stuff. Now, I remember going to these shows all as a kid because my parents loved going to these wherever we lived in Ohio and Colorado here in Kansas. They're so much fun. And to see the cool things that you can do with your home, now's the time to do it as the Wichita Area Builders Association is getting set for their 2023 home show for the interior, the exterior, everything to upgrade to your home. You can do it with the home show. And Wes is back in studio with us here with Waba. Wes, how are you, my friend? Good, man. How are you? I am living the dream. It's so good to see you again. Well, thank it's, you. Uh, Appreciate uh, you having us. Yeah. Before we get into this, we got to ask you the uh, parade of homes that we saw you with a few months ago. How did that go? How did that went, wrap up? Went
4: very, very well. As a matter of fact, uh, we we got great response from the public. Builders sold a lot of homes and. Uh, we just took mm. final entries on our spring parade of homes hey. that will take place in April, and we have a, we'll have we have 140 homes in that parade in all price points. So, Man. great event for people. Still a shortage of houses, as you know. Yep. Don't have the inventory on the market. We should, so it's still a seller's market, and if people are interested in housing— there's never been a better time to get out and do something about it now.
1: Now's the time to do it. Yeah, I just Always. read a news story a couple, uh, actually just a couple of days ago about how we're trying to expand the housing market, but we are in desperate need. We're almost half of what we really need on the market right now, aren't we?
4: It's about, yeah, that's really the case. Uh, typically, we'll run four to six months of inventory. Okay. With on new and new and resale combined, right now we're about one point three. Wow. So that makes it a seller's market. Yeah. And, uh, but uh, we're, bringing, we're trying to bring on more inventory as we're moving into spring. Yeah. And with Wichita's announcements about all the job creation that's going to happen in the next couple of years, Housing is going to be needed.
1: We're going to get ahead of it. Yeah, got to get ahead of it. That's the name of the game. It yeah. Is. Price is still relatively high, um, not just because of, obviously, the shortage, so there's a higher demand, but also just with the inflation, the, the way the economy is going, that's still kind of jacking prices up a little bit?
4: Yeah, there's still there's still scheduling issues with the supply chain and that sort of thing, and the prices have gone up. Some have come back down, but others have gone back up, you know. So you take the increased prices and trying to get at an entry level. I think our entry level today is probably around 2 to
1: 250. Mm, okay you okay. 10
4: years ago that same house it's 200 today was a 100
1: sure wow yeah Good golly it grows really big uh, i i know you mentioned that most of the houses sold that were in the parade of homes a few months ago but what's kind of the and we've talked a little bit about this before what's kind of the popular style of home right now is it the ranch home is it the do du, uh, duplex I mean what are we looking at right now it's
4: ranch style home but there's it's more, there's growing interest again in multi story, like story and a half, two story, not that much yet, but there will be. Okay. But the open space ranch style homes, kind of contemporary looking. Sure. And traditional, whatever else is still very popular. Contemporary looks growing even faster right now. And we're having more and more people wanting homes uh, that have had great entrances. So they don't have to walk steps. Sure. And so, slab on grade building with safe rooms is becoming very popular. Interesting. And you just put more on the main level and can eliminate the basement. So yeah, it's a yeah. It's a it's it's an age thing, but it's also a. You know, a convenience thing.
1: Houses with bunkers. I need yes. a bunker. Yeah, <laughs> not only for tornadoes, but the zombie apocalypse. Whenever it happens, I want to be prepared.
4: <laughs> bunker builders. That's there right. We go. That's what it's all about. <laughs> it's I love
1: one. it. Let's talk about the home show you guys have coming up. It's coming up next week, isn't it? It's
4: coming up next week. It'll start May the uh, excuse me, not May. It'll start March the second, run through the fifth. This is the sixty ninth annual home show wow. since we started the home show in Wichita years ago, and uh, this show will feature two hundred twenty five plus exhibitors in the, both the expo and convention hall, and uh, there's something for everybody.
1: I love it. Now, how many vendors are going to be there, and what type of vendors? I mean, when we talk about things for, uh, I, I love it. It's it's almost like the newest and latest and greatest technology out there, isn't it, of what yeah. you can do to upgrade your home.
4: That's exactly what you see uh, when I tell people, think of a house from the ground up Yeah. and what what goes into the house in terms of products or, or labor or, you know, services, whatever, to get that house built so people can live in it. All that product is there, and all the service providers are at the show. Sure, and the show is really a large composite showroom of smaller showrooms that happen once a year mm-hmm. here in the Midwest. This this show has grown to be a show, and that's almost regional in scope. Yeah. So there's the products that that are in the show and the services that are displayed draw people from throughout Kansas and surrounding areas because it's top quality stuff. Yeah. And you like you said, things are ch- constantly changing. R&D, a lot of people, are a lot of companies invest in that. So what you you see is the staples, products and services, but you see a growing number and a growing array of that because of all the things that's possible, which makes a person, it gives person's flexibility if they want to, say, they want a product for the home to enhance how they live in their current home. Sure. Or they want to remodel a little or a lot or redecorate a little or a lot or build new. There's product services providers there, and the exhibitors are the experts. Yeah. So they can come in and talk to those about, well, what about this? What about that? We're looking for new flooring. What's available? What should we use? What should not? We We shouldn't use that sort of thing. Yeah. And they can find that information there. We're going to be doing some seminars during the show too. Okay. So we'll start out. We'll, there will be 14 seminars that we will that we'll, we'll present throughout the show starting on Friday afternoon, going through Saturday and Sunday. And it's basic from if you're thinking about remodeling or redecorating, it's remodeling 101, what goes into it, how to select a remodeler because they're not all the same. Sure. That sort of thing. We're going to talk about flooring, hard surface countertops, windows, energy efficiency. We're going to talk about financing, too, because when the market changes like it has in recent, well, say the last year or so, the first thing that people haven't done for a long time would think about, well, how how do we pay for this? We can pay for it in cash. We can borrow, put a second mortgage on our home or whatever else. Yeah. But there's all all sorts of financing options out there. So we're talking, going to have a bank come in and talk about mortgage financing. uh, And then uh, home improvement financing and what's available and what the criteria is to qualify and so on and so forth. And I think a lot of people will be interested in that because, you know, you don't buy a house every year and don't remodel or decorate one a year. So you need to get up to speed when you're doing that to, to the current standards and the current availability of that type of money and then when you make that buying decision you know you've made a good buying decision and you don't overspend on something you don't want
1: exactly that's a great opportunity yeah financial literacy when it comes to home improvement that's that's what needs to happen because especially with the markets today the interest rates it is good to know what options are out there absolutely and like you said right now with the housing shortage we have in wichita i'm sure that right now the main focus for a lot of people is well you know what i can't buy a new house to expand so let's go ahead and remodel this maybe expand it not to mention, we're still in COVID and with the latest study we saw where Wichita is top in the nation for people that like to do remote work and actually work from yeah. home, I'm sure it's still top of mind for people to want to still build an office and actually build the amenities they need to just do what they need to at home.
4: It is. It's caused changes to occur on the part of builders and remodelers because the lifestyle of people has changed just because of that. So then a lot of times they want an office in the house or they want to build an area in somewhere in the house that no. they can they can use if they want to work remote and other kids to use, too, because they can get connected to various resources educationally. So that's a good thing. We still still like the open plans sure. because it gives you a lot of volume and, and, and visibility here. But I think when you, when you come down there and talk about what you want, um, people are not only looking to upgrade and, and, and address what their concerns are now. They know their lifestyle is going to change. And they can plan for that as they move forward as well.
0: Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah, I I mean, I tell about on the show, my, uh, we have a family room that's down in our basement mm-hmm. that I turned into a major radio studio, mm-hmm. TV studio yeah. with the green screens and sit-by-sit chats and my big radio studio there and Desk. And it, it's beautiful because we have that big open space. And I'm sure a lot of people are looking not to do media stuff, but, you know, to do kind of the same thing. So uh, when we look at some of the technological upgrades, you mentioned energy efficiency along with some of these. What is the main focus do you think a lot of people have? Is it trying to make their energy costs a little bit more streamlined because those prices are up right now? Is it trying to build the office space? Is it maybe the kitchens? What's what's the focal point right it's now? It's really
4: all those things. People, okay. the open space plans are open, but they're set up in such a way that you define the spaces by how you decorate it and the furniture you use it and so on and so forth. So instead mm. of walls, you have to find spaces based on the furniture and fixtures and how you decorate it, which gives you more flexibility as you go forward. Sure. Uh, some of the offices are a little away from the... Larger open, uh, gray room areas because they want a little privacy, not so much noise and whatever else. But right, yeah, and all that gets taken into account. Um, you know, wallpaper still a thing. That's <laughs> it's you know it, it's it's coming back. Really, back. it's not 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 to the extent it was, but decorators are using that for accent uh, points in the home. And, Interesting. Yeah, and it's it's starting to happen again. Color paints are starting to change a little bit.
1: Um, what are the nice colors today
4: well you know we had white and gray for a lot of time servant Williams had a paint of the year last year and it was kind of a I would think it's kind of a mint green but it was it was not uh, neon type it popped sure. it was subtle yep that sort of colors and they use that to you know accent certain parts of the house and that sort of thing yeah so I think we you see a constant evolution of that sort of thing taking place over time yep. and so that's happening Um People are paying a lot of attention to the outside of their home, too, with backyard, back backyard recreation areas, outdoor kitchens, things like that. Oh. Because it brings the inside, outside, and vice versa. Sure. And adds to the 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 flexibility you have in the home and that sort of thing.
1: I can see that. My wife loves the green. She used kind of a darker hunter green in a lot of parts of the mm-hmm. home, and that's yes. very very calming. I, I really enjoy that one. And uh, I'm glad you brought the outside Uh, to this because obviously you guys work on a lot of the outside stuff with this home show as well uh you you kind of answered the question already but the focus right now is are people downsizing in town to kind of have a smaller backyard because they don't use it or are they trying to do that more open let's have a big deck let's have the barbecue out there let's try and bring the outside or the inside out and let's have a bigger space to actually enjoy some peace and quiet
4: they're doing some both i think the trend more because of the size of the baby boomer generation mm-hmm. is more to it's more to downsizing they just don't want as much to have to take care of sure so they don't necessarily build a smaller house but it's on a smaller lot and you have the options to have maintenance taken care of and that sort of thing so right. a lot of that taking place and again those are slap on grade properties in most cases because they're at great entrances. they don't want stairs i was looking looking the other day and a guy was talking to me about you know changing some of his floor plans around he says do you know that when we look at the typical house because of the steps up into the house, the steps down to a deck on a deck and go down or step down out of the garage, it's about 24 steps total in a house. And he says, people don't think about that. Interesting. Particularly as they start getting older, they don't want to eliminate the steps. Sure. Which is what their motivation is and why they want to move into something else.
1: Okay. Okay. That's fascinating. Yeah. Uh, looking at the house, uh, metal roofing. I'm sure that there's, I'm mm-hmm. sure there's some metal roofing around here as well. They may be at the home show as well, but is that becoming more popular?
4: Not as much as you would think. It, it's, it, it, there's, depending on the style of the house, particularly some of these, <coughs> <coughs> these newer houses are building that are more contemporary. Sure. Yeah, we see more metal used in not necessarily for the entire roof, but... Because they the last longer, Porsches. don't they? They can, and they're a lot okay. more durable than they used to be. And the color that is put on them, use, are pre-finished, is much more durable than it used to be.
1: Interesting. Yeah, I've always been fascinated by the middle roof. To me, that's relaxing when it's raining and yeah. hearing that. They're clear I, looking. Oh, I love the sound of that. Yeah. Uh, that and the adobe roofing, too, is yeah. kind of interesting.
4: Yeah. 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 yeah, more tiles being used. But uh, um, what they used to, as far as products, has a lot to do with... Uh, The product use has a lot to do with the insurance coverage that's available and that sort of Mm, thing. Sure you know insurance companies don't want to pay out any more than they have to. We all know that, and that's a business, and we understand it. Yeah. But uh, they want durability. They want style that doesn't go out of style with colors and that sort of thing.
1: Sure, absolutely. Uh, <clears throat> what's been on the actual house itself for the exterior part of it that's going to be at the home show? What's what's been the focal point when it comes to uh, the siding? Maybe siding colors. Maybe the uh, the uh, the upgrades with technology when it comes to the gutter issues. I mean, I'm sure you guys are going to have all this stuff yes, at the home show, aren't all, you? It's all yeah. there,
4: all there. Uh, Exterior-wise, they're looking at exteriors that are durable. Don't take a lot of maintenance, mm. and then most of the products that are made anymore, you can, you can accent certain elevations and cha- and you have have modified looks, so it's not all the same. Yeah. And and basically build a character into the house you want to.
1: Yeah. I, I was gonna say the I know the younger generation always loves that curb appeal for sure, yes. so I know that's a bit of, been a big focal point lately.
4: It is. It yeah, absolutely. When you one of the first things, is selling points of any home, whether you remodel or whatever, is when you pull up on the curb in front of it. What's it look like? What's your first impression?
1: Exactly. It's really
4: important. Yep. Because if they say I don't like that, they'll never see the inside of it.
1: Exactly. Uh, yeah. Is the kitchen becoming more popular again too?
4: You know, it is. A lot of people cook. A lot of people don't cook, but they want a kitchen so they can heat up food. So. That, that is true. <laughs> but that is either true. way, yeah, the kitchen's always the kitchen and the great room area, and that's part of what uh, the, that's part of the allure to open space plans. Okay, That's where people can visit and whatever. and Oh, yeah, the open space yeah, between the kitchen and living room on, and everything. Yeah, they want what's going on, hear what's going on, hear the sound that's going on, and then you can divide that up into areas based on furniture, so you can have a group over here, group over there, that sort of thing. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's a... It's nice to
1: actually include mom and grandma when they're in there cooking, doing their thing, to actually involve them in the conversation with the family, with everybody sitting around the TV. That's
4: true. And I think, uh, you know, I think people since COVID have really assessed how they want to use their home and how they want to live it. And it's changed their attitude on some
1: things. Sure. I love it. Hello, we got a few minutes left here. Let's talk about this ho- uh, home show again. It's going to be next week, from the second to the fifth. Yes. Where's it going to be at? It's
4: going to be in Century Two Convention Center. It'll be in the large expo hall to the south and the center hall, which is a convention hall. So we have both halls completely full, plus the connecting lobby um again over 225 exhibitors at the show
1: 225 that's yeah. a big one it's it gonna is. take you all day to walk through
4: yeah it'll take you all day to walk <laughs> through and we have a professional women and builders council that uh, we started uh, we started the women started in our association it's grown to be one of the biggest councils of its type in the country There, uh, they're going to have a raffle for a group backyard greenhouse
0: Ooh. so it'll be in the,
4: the center hall yeah. and someone will win that house it'll be given away the winner will be announced uh, the last day of the show on Sunday at 4 o'clock.
1: I love it. I love it. Now, you guys aren't doing a whole lot of gardening stuff in this one, but uh, the greenhouse is a great idea. Are more people focusing on having at least a lot more plants inside and outside around their house? Yeah,
4: they really are. And I think what they're looking for is what's what's easy to grow, not so exotic, that sort of thing. You know, okay. uh, Landscaping is a big deal. Sure. So we have a number of landscapers in the show. Okay. We don't call those necessarily gardens, but they're landscaping with all sorts of plants and everything else. So we have that. Yeah. And we have furniture for the outside and grills and all the stuff you use in the outside of the home. So when we say it's for the inside and outside of the home, that's true because it's really a... Package deal when you get right down to it.
1: Oh, absolutely! I can't wait. I'm going to have to come out and just check out some of the uh, some of that stuff because I I want my living room outside to be able to prop up, have the fire pit right next to me, be able to grill outside, and sit right there on the couch and look outside.
4: And a lot of homes are being built just like that.
1: That's cool. I love it. It's great stuff. Uh, $10 tickets for adults. $10 correct?
4: for adult, eight for seniors, um, and uh, we have uh, children that uh, four dollars. It, it looks like yeah. And if they're under six, under seven, actually they're free. Okay. But uh, this year, we too, we also have a, some special deals. We're going to have for seniors. We have a seniors' day on Thursday, mm-hmm. so they can get in if they're 65 and over, and only have to pay six and a half bucks to, to get in the show. On Friday, we have Heroes' Day for all first responders. They get in free with their hey, ID. Very good. And on Sunday, we have Teachers' Day, where teachers get in free with their ID. So we're trying to recognize people for the commitment they've made to our country. Yep. Put them all together in a big composite area. and – and where they're in charge, and can walk around having as much fun as they This has almost become a traditional type. Of yeah. the show that
1: we have. Oh, absolutely. It's a tradition. Like I said, I remember as a kid walking around them all the time, my parents getting so giddy and excited about seeing this stuff. And and uh, as a kid, it's cool just to see some of the technology and things and seeing the demonstrations of what you guys do. So it's a blast. You definitely got to check it out. You can visit more online with the information at wabahome.com. Check it out for the 2023 Home Show with the Wichita Area Builders Association coming up next week, Thursday through Sunday, March 2nd through the 5th. I am excited. that You guys are going to get a big turnout with 250-plus vendors out there. It's going to be, as Donald Trump says, huge and bigly, and I'm excited. So <laughs> We'll we, take it. We'll take it. Wes, <laughs> it's always good to talk to you, my friend. Thank you. Hey, always a pleasure. We'll get you back on again. And just another little plug real quick. You said that the next spring ho- uh, parade of homes is coming up soon too, right?
4: Yep, up, up, up in April.
1: In April. Cool. Well, I'm sure we'll get you back on then and talk about that soon as well. All right. I appreciate it, my friend. Always good. Come see us. There we go. We'll take a break here, 25 minutes past the hour. Got lots more to get to. We'll do some legislative updates right around the corner when we come back here on Wichita's Big Talker KQAM. Stay here. eight minutes past the hour. Thanks again to the Wichita Area Builders Association coming on the program. Always great to have you along for the ride. We'll get Wes back on again for their spring parade of homes, but their home show right now, which you can find online at wavahome.com. Coming up next week, going to be again, huge. It's going to be bigly Bigly. If you know what I mean. Bigley. That's Bigly. right. I love that. Bigly. We'll Big Lee. Uh, we'll have some fun with him again soon, and you can go check out that. I love this, just walking around and seeing all the cool stuff going on at those shows. But you may remember this voice from years ago on this I program know. when we were doing the morning shows. Uh-huh. Robin, good morning. Good what, morning, What's man. going on? You're it's back so from Colorado. It's so to
5: see you. Uh, I know, right? Yeah. I've been there for about five years now. Yeah. You know, and I, I've learned a lot. And I've watched, you know, this whole cannabis thing, as you well know, yeah. you know, for, for 10 years now. Um, but I think and I hope that this will be the time that Kansas and to my Kansas Republican friends, you know, come on, guys, gals. Time to get can, something going. We, it's time to do this. You time to get something going. Uh, it, you know, I've lost three friends over here in the last five years to cancer. Mm. Um, I can tell you right now, if they would have been over there. And they would have had access to the cannabis oil.
1: Could have been a little bit different.
5: It would have been a lot different. different. A lot.
1: We're going to talk a lot about that. We have a lot to get to, so we have our bottom of the hour break. When we come back, Robin going to be hanging out with us. We're going to talk about some legislative updates, what's going on with the marijuana issue. Do some comparison. Now that we have Colorado, we have Missouri soon to be Oklahoma all going recreational in mm-hmm. Kansas hanging tight not doing anything yet so we'll talk about some of that and more we'll get your phone calls on the home stretch here for the last half hour of the program it's Kansas Talk right here on KQAM hang tight
0: Talk with Andy Hoosier on the Big Talker KQAM.
1: Darn right you are. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out on the home front. Last half hour of the program, it goes by way too fast. Now, usually at eleven o'clock, we go to Michael Brown with the weekend out of six thirty K. How out of Denver, Colorado, actually a great guy. We've known him uh, for a while. Today, however, we will be broadcasting the Oklahoma Sooners basketball game. Tip off at eleven o'clock, right after this program. So we'll get ready for that one. Until then, welcome in 3167 218255 Talk. If you want to talk into Wichita's number one conservative talk radio show here on Kansas Talk, Robin, hanging out with us here I, as I miss well. I you guys. It is I good do. to have you back in studio. It has been a while, it's been a few years. It's been,
5: I know, it's been about five years or so. Yeah, so least, you're in you Colorado know. now, yeah. you have mm-hmm. a farm
1: out there mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. hanging out, doing your thing.
5: But yeah, you know, it, it's been really interesting to watch this whole thing change. When I went out there five years ago on the uh, medical side, You could have 99 plants if you had your med card. Okay. Okay. And you go see a doctor. They, you know, write you this deal and you get a little med card. Okay. Well, that's changed. It's no more 99 plants. It's a uh, 50 plant count. And I think that one is a $500 fee to the doctors and all this involved. Mm. And, and, you know, then you can have like a smaller legal opportunity that's, you know. So it's not even you have
1: to go... Uh, to a, a a center to buy it, you can actually just grow your own plant, yeah, dry it, and yeah. then do your thing.
5: Yeah, yeah, that's what I do. Interesting. Um, you know, and it's so funny, because back in school, and he laughs, laughs, he laughs because, you know, back in school when I was my little Kansas girl, you know, I was, they always called me straight lace. I mm. never did anything, you know? <laughs> and But it was the medical side of it that got me very sure. very interested. Um, right now, the legal plant uh, count, I want to say is 12, 12. OK, I think uh, don't get it's mad or... how they
1: regulate that stuff, too, and make all these arbitrary again. <sighs> this is this is what I've been trying to tell our legislators here mm-hmm. is that, number one, we have Colorado and now Missouri and mm-hmm. soon to be Oklahoma with mm-hmm. their special election coming up next. What in two weeks mm-hmm. um, where they're going to be legalizing recreational marijuana? We what? are sandwiched between three you states are. with not just medical, but recreational. True, true. Whether people like it or not, which, again, I see the benefits, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, whether you like it or not. Candace needs to address it in some way because being sandwiched between three recre not just medical not recreational yeah. straight. Yeah. We're going to see it come into Candace. So yeah. either we're going to be spending more money on regulating it and getting some tax revenue from it, uh-huh. or uh-huh. putting a buttload of money into law enforcement to try mm-hmm. and stop it, which I don't I mean, how well has the war on drugs worked since the nineteen eighties? Right.
5: I mean, it hasn't. You know, it
1: hasn't. We have to address it some way though. You
5: do, you do, and You know, like I said earlier to my, you know, Kansas Republican friends, my Democrat friends, independents, all y'all, I love you. Work together on this, please, and do it timely. It's not going to help anybody here in Kansas by postponing it another year. But do it
1: on a reasonable level. Like you just mentioned, I mean, having, well, I can have 50 plants if I have Uh, medical. I can uh, have 12 plants for recreational. uh I mean, it's, how it's, does that work? I mean, how do you do? They go and be like, "Well, you got 13 plants here. We're gonna pull one of them." I mean, uh, come on, man!
5: No, 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 no. Um, you know, now about five years ago when the cartel was over there, yeah, holy cow, man, hundreds sure. of thousands, you know. And then we had a big old wildfire and it kind of knocked them boys out of the game. Right, thought that was pretty cool. Anyway, mm. um, never a dull moment, you know. And. Five years ago, we had one store sure. in in our county. Our county is We're Fono County, okay, in Colorado. It's the same size as Sedgwick County, mm, basically, okay. But um, there's only seven thousand of us that stay there year round. Now, come you know, tourism Tourist season, oh yep. man, it gets crazy, you know. But we had one one Rex store five years ago. Right now, we have five. Wow. In a county the same size as Wichita. Sure. But like I said, you guys have, what, three, four hundred thousand people here. We have seven thousand until tourist season. Sure. You know, um, most of the people that I know, I think the average age is 55 to 65 in that county. OK. okay? And I have my my cannabis grannies that I absolutely love those ladies, <laughs> you know, and they're in their 80s, sure. you know, and they grow their own and do their own thing, you know, and right. I still am not a toker, you know, I still don't smoke it, you know, um, I do make my own butter,
1: uh, interesting there's it's so fascinating how many things you can do oh with my that God. Stuff. not yeah. just the marijuana but the hemp as well which i know combine the two just tried to do the hemp thing mm-hmm. they're regulating it charging way too much for the licensing fees it oh hasn't really worked out very well but the, i mean the hemp has been major benefits like you said yeah. between foods and ropes mm-hmm. and everything mm-hmm. else but the stuff you can do with that nowadays is it's just amazing. mind-boggling it's
5: amazing you know um Gosh, I have a friend over there. Josh. Hi, Josh. Um, You know, he's currently, he's worked for all the, you know, stores and grows uh, in Colorado. And then he's going to be moving over to Missouri because some of the companies from Colorado are getting ready to go over there. And they want him to come over and help run them, you know. And he's a, he's a, uh, he used to work for Dell Computer, So he's that real nerdy geek guy, you know. And he goes, I'm a nerd, but in a stoner's body. <laughs> I'm like, well, whatever, dude.
1: Sometimes gets, you got to calm down. That mind is constantly going. <laughs> right,
5: right. You know, it's, it's really been interesting. But I think that Kansas this year, and I'd be more than happy to come back and talk to anybody in Topeka to help mm. get this going. You know, um, it's, it's time. Well, it is
1: time. So we have, from what I'm aware of right now, we have three different bills that are sitting in the legislature. Mm-hmm. We have one that is the medical side, mm-hmm. which uh, is... Still under the line right now, but I think they were at least conversing with it. They started it last year. They're revisiting mm-hmm. it this year. Mm-hmm. And there's some opportunity there, but it's really heavy, like, regulated. Really bad.
5: Well, and that, you know, you're wasting your time. Okay? Yeah, it's going
1: to be tough to regulate. It, it is. To it, it is.
5: You know, and my law enforcement friends, you know, I, I love you guys. Um, But seriously, if you could take just a little bit of the profit that Kansas can make off of having a legal cannabis opportunity... Just take a little bit of that and do a public service deal. We gotta get the meth out of here. We gotta get this heroin out of here. Fentanyl. And the fentanyl scares the bejesus out of me. Now, if you are if you are a recreational, you know, consumer of cannabis or, you know, whatever the case may be, I don't wanna see anybody going and trying to get it off the black market here in Kansas and have it laced yeah. with fentanyl because it's a bunch of crap from Mexico or it's ditchweed yeah. yeah you know it's sad and in Colorado we have a deal where we can literally follow seed to store sure. so we know what every every you know fertilizers mm. and and everything now is organic fertilizers and I mean it's cool right it's really really come a long way so you know I I, I want my Kansas friends and all of y'all I know I know too another group is the liquor folks over here in kansas we still have liquor stores oh my god yeah. we have as many liquor stores in that little county as we have marijuana <laughs> consumer stores you know so yeah oh my gosh and then all of the new uh cannabis infused liqueurs and liquors so, i've heard about this oh man I've, I yeah <laughs> <laughs> i've
1: heard about this I, I, the first one i heard was a a cannabis infused wine oh yeah, yeah that i had heard and i I just, I'm, I'm hesitant on how it would taste. I don't know. i got to be honest. I don't know how this would taste.
5: Yeah, well, yeah. you know, it depends. I mean, all these different strains have a different flavor. Yeah. You know, you may have blueberry, you know, uh, pineapple, you know. Uh, God, like, just, there's so many the strains, place. though, you know. It
1: is wild. I know. No, I have to ask you, because I yeah. saw as well that that Colorado also, legal, which I am in huge favor of this as well, mm. of the... Controlled setting for the magic mushrooms.
5: Yes, yes. I've watched that one as well, and I keep getting these messages. You know, you'd be a perfect person for this new job where you sit here and watch somebody take their mushrooms and make sure they're okay. Fine. You know, the thing that I have learned is if it's an anxiety situation, if it's post-traumatic stress disorder, a lot of my veteran friends. Yes. Oh, my gosh. You know, and anything that we can do to help our veterans, man, they deserve it. They do. Yeah. And
1: for those that don't know what we're talking about, so Colorado, did. it it was in the last election. election i think Mm -hmm. in 2022 in the midterms that passed it uh to where it is uh, legalizing not in a recreational form but for Mm -hmm. the psychedelic magic mushrooms Mm -hmm. to go into a controlled setting with a psychiatrist Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and actually work through things because they show the science that actually rewires your brain yes that actually allows the brain to reset itself creating certain chemicals Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, for like you said depression anxiety Mm -hmm. ptsd Mm -hmm. it cures not Mm -hmm. just it cures those issues by working through your, I guess, your internal demons allowing the the, yeah. the psychedelics to open up parts of your brain and do this, and not just yeah. temporarily, where you need to do it because it like uh-huh. years mm-hmm. it will solve these issues. Oh
5: yeah, oh yeah, and not a lot of time. I mean, it will overcome. Yeah, you know, it will help the body and the brain, you know, cope with all that, you know, in a, in a much more positive manner. Yeah, you know, than the the, the stress and the and the heartache that anybody suffering from any of those things should. That they already know that, yeah. you know, the pain in, you know, MS and some of this stuff. I mean, come on, Kansas, we got to do this. I might move back <laughs> if you do this, OK? <laughs> would move back. So with the three
1: bills right now, like we mentioned, we have the uh, medical side. We have one that would actually allow growing to sell to distribution centers for uh, veterans to get their cards. Nice. So there is that bill that is uh, floating in the state legislature now. And the number three would actually decriminalize it statewide. Need to do that. Too. Um, so, again, I don't know where those bills are how like, yeah, yeah. Or how likely they are to go through this year. But the fact that there are three bills in the legislature this year That's nice. is a good sign. Uh-huh. It's just what we do
5: with them. I know, right? Well, I'd be more than happy to go up there to Topeka and uh, help out with this whole operation. I mean, yeah. it's got to happen. This is the year where, you know, Kansas veterans and, uh, gosh, you know, all my cancer friends. This is going to be your year. I, I, I pray, you know, that we can make it happen in Kansas. Has Colorado
1: fine-tune the system? Because when it did first come out, I did not like how they did it. Oh, it no. was a disaster. Oh, yeah. They was. didn't know how to regulate it. Mm-hmm. They didn't know how to do stuff. Right Now, and, and still it sounds like with some of the, you can have 12 plants or 50 plants, whatever, yeah. it's still a little weird how they have arbitrary lines. But have yeah. they fine-tuned the system to push out a lot of the black market that was there when they were trying to tax it at 300% oh, and it was still God. cheaper to get it from yeah. the black market guy behind the store? Exactly.
5: Um, We don't have as much black market over there like we did. Okay. You know, they brought the regulations down. They brought the taxes down and kind of made it for a working person. You know what I mean? Right. Um, you know, and it, it's made a big difference. It really has. So when you go into a store, you know, there's juices, juices, yeah. Or, you know, health drinks, uh, kombucha. Yeah, you know. brought your kombucha. I, I'm, yeah,
1: I'm a right. huge fan now of kombucha. I, saw, I There's love a local it. brewery here in Wichita. I had no clue. <laughs> and, really? Yeah, and he, he loves the show. We, he listens to us all the time uh, as well, uh, and I have fallen in love with kombucha.
5: Don't you love it? Yeah. I know, right? It's fantastic. You know, now I'll tell you too. So when I go to the dentist over there, they don't give you no pills for pain or nothing like that, right? Sure. They just go, well, you know, the store's right over there, you know, (laughs) and we suggest you get this bottle of juice, you know. And so at the rec store, it's basically 10 milligrams, I think it is, um, on each little bar of candy, for example. And every product that you purchase at a rec store is no more than um, 100 grams, okay. Or I can't remember all that. Anyway, um, but you go to the med store, okay, and one little piece of chocolate, and there's still going to be 10 pieces, is 100 Wow. So 10 versus a hundred. Mm. Oh my gosh. So it, you know, and people say, well, oh, you know, it's, it's not like it used to be. No, it's not like it used to be. I mean, right. if, if I know where exactly that product is coming from, who grew it, where they grew it, what kind of fertilizers they used, that's important. Sure. You know, this is not just a fun, fun thing. You know, this is a medical thing too. And I've, I've seen miracles with it. I really, really have. I've taken on some skin cancer issues, literally just put the cannabis oil, you know, you can make your own oil. Sure. Um, we have people here in Kansas that be looking at 30 years in prison for doing that.
1: Yeah, that's why. Yeah. Not even consuming it. It's just yeah. putting it on your skin. Yes, yes, yeah.
5: yes, yes. And I, I'm i like, oh my God, you know, we, we've got to get better over here, in Kansas. We really do. I know we can do this. Um, People deserve it
1: yeah and like we said now that we have i mean oklahoma started it with the medical side they did Uh it a little more broadly which is why they moved so quickly to the Mm -hmm. recreational side but they've had some issues with illegal grows because Mm -hmm. i think of how they try to format the laws right Uh, but each state is going through their growing Mm -hmm. pain to Mm -hmm. learn the best way to make this as efficient as possible Mm -hmm. like you said be able to trace to make sure we're not buying from mexican cartels Uh coming over but it's actually homegrown stuff that's actually legit yes
5: and it's the real deal you know um You know, I look at some of that crap when the cartels were, you know, growing all this over there five years ago. And it was scary. You know, they did not care. They don't care, you know. I have no idea how much fentanyl is coming in brickweed, you know, from Mexico.
1: That is true. Kansas had the largest fentanyl bust in the entire nation oh just God. a few months ago. Really? Uh, the state of Kansas with thousands of pills, pounds <sighs> oh of this God. stuff. And you're right. If we are seeing drugs in the state, which obviously uh, we are, oh whether yeah. it's uh, whether it's marijuana, whether it's meth, whether it's uh-huh. cocaine, whether it's uh-huh. you know fentanyl. that's, I mean, who knows. How much of the marijuana on the black market is laced with fentanyl? You don't. That know. by itself should be a conversation of, hey, well, that's a concern. Let's make sure that we can control the situation here, yes, yes. As opposed to having fentanyl laced, whatever, for when someone uh-huh. does take something, then right? You know,
5: it's so scary. Oh my god, it's so so scary. I I I've you know been talking with a few ladies that are also on some of these boards up there in Topeka. And I, I really do think that this will be the year. I really, really do. And and to my, you know, Republican friends, please, you know, um, let's work together on this. I know we can do it. And to my liquor store friends, don't panic. <laughs> You're not going to lose no money. I promise you, you know. Um, and I think those were two of the, big, well, and the law enforcement, I think were yeah. some of the biggest, you know, anti- you know, cannabis folks in Topeka, every time I went up there, you know.
1: They are. At the Mm -hmm. same time, we uh, from hearing, they just did a news story last week about uh, asking law enforcement about the number coming from Missouri now that it's been legal (laughs) over there and if it's coming across the border. And they said, well, outside of just doing routine traffic stops, we haven't seen an increase. But Uh our priority is not trying to enforce ridiculous marijuana laws. Right. We have criminals, we have rapists, we have all these other issues. I'm not going to spend time. I mean, obviously, marijuana is important Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but we shouldn't be focusing all of our resources on stopping a bag of marijuana coming across the border
5: exactly and not just that but if you have a medical card and you know in colorado and i have a lot of friends you know over there and go to oklahoma they will not drive through kansas hello they -hmm. will not drive through kansas so they go down through oklahoma to get to missouri now a lot of these are families too so we're not getting the tourism dollars you know they're going to stay at hotels in oklahoma or missouri they're not going to stay at hotels here yeah. You know, it's, cr- is, it's crazy. We yeah. need to do this.
1: We got we to gotta do something. We got to do something, whatever it is. Let's take a break real quick. We got a few minutes left here when we come back to wrap up the show for a Saturday today. What a program, Robin. It's uh, back at it.
5: I know, right? Back at
1: it here in Kansas.
5: I love it. I there love it, it. it
1: is. We'll do some more when we come back right around the corner. Wrapping up the show for a Saturday here on Kansas Talk on Wichita's Big Talker KQAM. Hang tight. Into the program last few minutes of the show flying right on by as usual thanks for hanging out with us today for a saturday morning by the way next week we have some legislators coming on the show tentatively senate president ty masterson he'll be joining us uh, the uh, he hasn't confirmed yet, but uh, was interested. He's got to make a schedule work. So we'll get Ty on the program, get some other legislators, trying to get Christy Williams, the head of the Education Committee in the House of Representatives, as there's been some good movement on school choice bills or at least a school savings account, a private nice. savings account, to be able to do some private schooling. So some great movement there. We'll talk with her hopefully next week as well. We'll reach out and see if we can't get her. Obviously also some of the local elections with city uh, council. We have Gary Bond, who officially announced for City Council for District Number Five. Hi, Gary. So that's exciting. We'll get him on the show uh, here soon. We just talked with Brian yeah. Fry, who announced uh, his run for mayor. Congrats on
5: that! Yeah, wow, that's a big
1: one. So yeah. I'd say for an off-season election, it's going to be a big year it's locally be a big here. One. Yeah, yeah, I
5: can, I can, I see a lot of good things happening over here. Yeah. in Kansas. I was going to say, I looking really from do. the
1: outside in now. Um, I mean Wichita's obviously growing. The diversity oh of the workforce, not just Wichita, yeah. but the state of Kansas. Uh-huh. I am so excited about where we're going here.
5: I think, I think it's. It's, it's long overdue. I'm sorry to say that, yeah. you know, but it is kind of long overdue. I, I'm loving seeing the um, enthusiasm over here again, you know, the drive and the, and the will to – Kansas has some of the best people. You know, if you're born and raised here, you're just a good old person, let me tell you. Um, but I'm seeing that increase in um, – Gosh, I don't yeah. know, enthusiasm and yeah. and let's make this work, Kansas. Come on, let's work together. And I think that I think that Kansas has an opportunity on the whole political scene to show us voters you know what it's like i mean we can get together on some of this we don't have to agree on everything yeah. you know but some of this i think we can work together on i really do
1: candace has been a national trendsetter for a while obviously yeah. i mean when sam brownback left from the governor's office to go to washington dc yeah. when we had mike pompeo who's potentially going to run for president Hi, mike. now. I know. Uh, but yeah he's doing great and i mean we've been the trendsetter on national politics we just saw mm-hmm. candace headlines make national news uh with our legislature regarding their uh, to uh, their transgender bills and uh, defining yeah. what a woman is, which you would think would be kind of common sense to some right, degree. Right. Like, uh, there's there's a lot of stuff that we're doing here that is a beacon and an example that the rest of the country needs to take.
5: Yeah, I we're agree. We're on
1: the forefront of a lot of things, then we're kind of behind on some, other some stuff. others. On some others, right?
5: But I mean, it's really cool because you got the East Coast and you got your West Coast, and but then you got the heart of America right here. Yeah. You know, we're just good old people here in the Midwest, you know? That's what we do. I know, right? I, I really think that you know Kansas legislators, come on, listen up. You have an opportunity this season, this year, to make a very very big difference to bring in a revenue yep. that is unbelievable. I mean, oh my gosh! But but don't make it so crazy. I think that's one of the problems Colorado had was it, when we first got going over there. It was insane. It was a mess. Oh my god! I mean, I I had friends that and and. Less than a year, there went two hundred thousand dollars. You know, for the store and the licenses, and sure. oh my god! But you know, when you had the medical
1: and the recreational mm-hmm. bills, that contradicted each other. You yeah. had some, you had some work to do. Yeah. So, Robert, we're out of time. It goes I know. by way too fast. Good golly!
5: <laughs> but it's so good to see you. Good it's to see correct. you. I'm so happy for you. Good oh, job. Thank you, man. Yeah,
1: and uh, have fun in Colorado when you yeah. head back.
5: Mm, I'm thinking Monday or Tuesday. Monday on or Tuesday. Decided, for just sure, a short yeah.
1: trip here and back.
5: I know, right? Hey, shout out to Kathy. Happy birthday. Hi, Sandy, at your hair salon. Um, I'm forgetting everybody. I'm so There's sorry. There's so many <laughs> people around. They were excited
1: to see you back in town. Well, Robin, it's good. When you get back in town, we'll do it again here soon. You got it. There it is. All right, that's it for us today. We're back at it again on Saturday for next week's Kansas Talk with some legislative updates. Our national broadcast on Monday again at 4 o'clock for our flagship of The Voice of Reason. Make sure to check that out. Until then, everybody have a great weekend. We're back at it again next week. We'll see you on the radio.